This is huge. CNN reporter reacts to Jack Smith's Supreme Court request. Jack Smith, special prosecutor, has demanded that the Supreme Court respond to whether or not Trump has any immunity from criminal prosecution for the alleged crimes he committed while in office. This is the first time that the high court will weigh in on the historic prosecution of the former president. Breaking Let's news. take a look. Special counsel Jack Smith is asking the Supreme Court to decide whether Donald Trump has immunity from criminal prosecution for alleged crimes he committed while in office. CNN's Paula Reed and Joan Biskupic join me now. Paula. Why the f*** would he have immunity at all? He's the president. And while we like to claim that we have a democratic process where every man is equal, that's not the case in, in the way that things are supposed to work. Especially, like, the president is kind of like a god. You know, it's it's just you have to kind of be like a god. That's the or at least that's the mentality. And that's what we're that's what we're looking at right now. Is he above the law? Yeah. No, his animal farm. Some are created more equal than others. Yeah. All men are equal, except some are more equal than others. You know, explain what Jack Smith asked of the Supreme Court. Exactly. This is huge. This is the first time the special counsel is going right to the Supreme Court and he is asking them to decide the question of whether former President Trump is immune from criminal prosecution. Now, this is a question that Trump has been litigating. Uh, he lost at the district court level. I do love, I do love this argument because it's, it's basically like, oh, does the, can the president come fuck my virgin wife on the day of our marriage? Can he do that? Is he allowed to do that? Will the president come fuck my virgin wife in the village? when I, on the day of my marriage with her maybe i mean he's got the he's got the right it's his right if he wants to do it he can you know we haven't really advanced all that much we think because we have like iPhones and you know all of these like amenities and technology and sh that we're like above the the, the idiotic former ways in which uh, we operate i thought nixon kind of changed this not really did he go to jail what did he change think about it yeah exactly dude he was pardoned that's what i mean what do you think it's a continuation of the same process he said he intended to appeal but usually an appeal would at least first go to the court of appeals and then depending on what happens there possibly go to the supreme court but the special counsel here is saying, no, no, just you guys take this up now. Because, yes, this is an interesting constitutional question, but the special counsel is mindful of the calendar. This is all about timing. So here the special counsel is saying, look, we need you to decide this now. U.S. v. Nixon kind of said the president, the president is not above the law. It would be a dangerous president for SCOTUS to basically overrule this. Yeah, like a super precedent. I mean, good thing our Supreme Court of the United States currently has no super precedents that they that have overwhelming favor in the public for decades. Good thing that they've never actually turned around and overruled stuff like that. We already have rules about prosecuting presidents in office, so the answer is no, he has no immunity. My friend, I, I don't know how to describe this to you, but like all of this stuff is fake. I don't know how else to talk about it. Like constitutional law for the most part is an entire field that is dedicated to like normalizing reactionary psychopathic ideas under the auspices of like some kind of intelligent analysis, some kind of critical thinking. The entire purpose of like of, of strict textualists and their legal constitutional analysis is a way for those guys to be able to just like drink cocktails with the liberal intelligentsia and act like they simply have an intellectual disagreement and not one that is just a, a reactionary, incredibly biased, conservative agenda that they're advancing. That's where this comes from. It's just, it's silly. It's made up. It's made up. Here, I'll use smaller words for you. Right-wing Supreme Court justices and their analysis of the Constitution is, is not a real interpretation. 
is not a real disagreement. It's simply them trying to find something in the text that goes, no, I the the founding fathers would would uh <laughs> agree with me but it's not actually it's not actually something that the founder fathers would agree with them on it's just simply stating whatever the biased conservative argument they have and then looking for a supposedly intellectual uh, and operating an intellectual framework a framework that didn't necessarily exist all that long ago, okay? It is, yeah, a good word would be a veneer, I guess, but that's a big word too. I I like to say the intellectual patina, but it's not. They're just looking at it and going, I don't think women should have bodily autonomy. I can't just straight up say that, so I have to make it seem like that. You are correct. For example, the Rahimi case coming up in SCOTUS term asked the question of whether someone convicted of domestic violence can purchase a firearm. There's nothing in the nation's history or tradition that allows such a person to get a firearm, yet we know exactly how the case is going to go exactly and there are so many circumstances where the heavily right-wing supermajority supreme court has no real interpretation no real strict originalist argument to make or no strict like textualist argument to make we already know exactly which way they're going to decide and we have to sit around and, and play this song and dance as though like no 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 you don't understand they're really brilliant They've read a lot of books. They've read a lot of books on the law. And they have this well-defined worldview. And that's why they are deciding in this way. You simply do not understand. These nine appointed lifetime position Supreme Court justices are too brilliant. And you can't comprehend it. They're simply... You mean to tell me that they're simply operating on their own personal individual biases? Like, you're telling me that they're just literally going, I'm right-wing, what's the right-wing position on this? Boom, that's it. No way, no shot, except that is precisely what's going on. What Jack Smith has done with his team is to point up a very important precedent, taking us all back to the summer of 1974 and the Watergate era and the tapes case. And what Jack Smith is saying here is that this court was able to handle that kind of urgent question back in 1974. The court said unanimously that Richard Nixon did not have absolute privilege to withhold those tapes. This kind of question is exactly of that magnitude now. Hassan Zabai says, here's how I see this going. SCOTUS distinguishes this from Nixon and holds that the president is immune from any federal prosecution for actions during their time in office. It's distinguished from Nixon because Nixon only applies to civil proceedings. Very worrying. But that doesn't, I mean, that means the president can do federal crimes while in office, which is insane. Which, I mean, I guess technically the president does do federal crimes while he's in office. Let's be real they already do that but it's like wild to just be like no it's totally valid you can do it king you have the go ahead i don't know no i look they can do it and the supreme court can grant this and it, it is uh paul had said they have the clock on their minds here and look Everybody knew that this was eventually going to make it to the Supreme Court in one way or another. Now, the normal course of action would be to go to the appeals court. That could take months and months, uh, and they'd ultimately draft a decision there, and then it, which would be appealed to the Supreme Court. Parties are allowed to go straight to the Supreme Court. This is an important constitutional question. It's never been resolved, and that has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It is just a... I mean, I feel like Jack Smith's a pretty smart guy and plays by the book. So I feel like if he didn't have at least some semblance of confidence that this would not... Like, he probably looks at the Supreme Court, recognizes that it's a very political decision here. I assume he thinks that at a time when the Supreme Court is historically unpopular, more unpopular than ever, they're certainly scared of uh, the way they're 
they're being viewed. They already handed like somewhat of a dub to the the Democratic Party by by acting out the 35-year, 40-year agenda of the Federalist Society against the will of the majority, the overwhelming majority, the overwhelming majority opinion. The last two Supreme Court justices were appointed straight up, or three, the last three Supreme Court justices that were appointed straight up said they would never overturn because it's a super president. On the record, they said this. And then what did they do? They immediately overturned it. So that was a major blow to the confidence that people have within this institution, which they should. They should not be confident in this institution. I don't believe that this is a real institution that cares about the humanity of people. Or They did not give Republicans a dub. Politically speaking, that decision was deeply unpopular. That position was... That, that, that decision was so unimaginably unpopular that it led Joe Biden in uh, a, a relatively uh, hollow defeat in the midterms when it was supposed to be a devastating red tide. Now, of course, Joe Biden is also very old and deeply unpopular due to how old he is. Let's be real. It's mostly because of how old he is. Hassan Isabai says, I think Jack Smith is backed into a corner. Trump will raise this regardless, and it would go through all the appeals process and would gradually get to SCOTUS. That would push the trial away past January 2025 for sure. I think this is the only way Jack Smith makes sure that these trials possibly end before the election. Trump knows the only way he gets out of this is if he pardoned himself. This just speeds up the process. I mean, this would be a ginormous dub handed off to the Trump uh, presidential campaign. Not letting this play out in the courts when there is a tremendous, there's a mountain of evidence as to the that Donald Trump did by simply just going, yeah, no, he has immunity in this uh, time frame, so we can do whatever federal crimes he wants to when there is so much evidence like an unimaginable amount of evidence when all of that is said and done and the supreme court which is incredibly biased incredibly biased in favor of donald trump goes yeah no he is the god king actually when you're the president they let you do it it's, it's just crazy the reality is these are conservative majority yeah. conservative justices several appointed by trump i mean the reality is they could say yeah, he has immunity. He, you can't move forward with this they case. They could, but, but even before you get there, the very question of whether the Supreme Court takes the, this kind of case on is itself um, an open question. Yeah, and just reading through the filing that just came in um, this afternoon, the special counsel is arguing uh, nothing could be more vital to our democracy than that a president who abuses the electoral system to remain in office is held accountable for criminal conduct. I know that- I like to, I like to place this under, like, this is even too offensive for liberals category right like because liberals put up with a lot of shit. they put up with a lot of shit. they don't really care if the country is like more reactionary ultimately they care about it because uh, they make the mental calculus that like will we have uh, a another democratic reign in which you know we get to hurt the republicans a little bit we don't really care they're very cynical about a lot of things but this is in many instances a bridge too far until the media of course until the decisions come and then the media has to play the role of normalizing this decision because that's their job that's their role their role is to look at all of the psychotic that you experience try to push against it and then once it is uh, once the decision when it's all said and done and the decision takes place then they normalize it by being like well you know maybe uh, it's just fine they have to spin it but until that moment comes they are going to they are going to say that this is completely offensive and 
and unacceptable because it destroys the norms that you are uh, supposedly defending. It's huge because really the Trump legal strategy boils down to delay, delay, delay. And there was a hope that this constitutional question, which has never been decided before, would take a little while to get through the appellate process, possibly even go on bank, then go to the Supreme Court. And they hope that it could at least delay this trial, which has a ripple effect on other criminal trials, until after the election. So it's clear the special counsel is like, nope, we're going to try this option. This is aggressive. This is the first time they've gone to the Supreme Court. Now the question is whether the Supreme Court wants to do this, uh, if they want to completely reject the request or meet them halfway. It's really cool that they also literally are just like very openly corrupt and they just put out like a press briefer talking about their ethics and their code of conduct. And it was it was just basically like nothing is changing. We are going to get wined and dined by whatever billionaire we want to suck my and that's where we're at. That's where we're at. It's cool. It's cool that they they're they're not even uh, trying to make it seem like they're impartial or or comp not compromised. They're very compromised and they're very open about it. And it doesn't really matter as long as you have enough money. They they too are probably mindful of the timeline here. Uh, so I would expect we'll hear from this soon. But they don't they don't have a deadline. Yeah. And, and it's just a, a reminder, right, of the the collision between these legal cases and. The fact that Trump is running for president and he has we're in the lead up to the Iowa caucuses. Right. And just just today he was going to testify and then pulled out last minute and pulls out last minute doesn't show up. You know, looks like, OK, this case is wrapping up, but that doesn't mean his legal problems are wrapping up. They're really just ramping up. And that's mm -hmm. happening at the same time that his campaign is ramping up. I and mean, you look at the schedule for January with both the Iowa caucuses as well as New Hampshire primary. And he's going to be on the road a lot. They keep showing this over and over again, which is like, hey, guys, by the way, once January he starts you know you got the debate the cnn debate the iowa debate on cnn and then the iowa caucuses start on the 15th of january by the way 2024 it's is jover i mean we're 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 going right first into this okay and then you have the new hampshire debate on the 18th where chris christie's gonna make big moves big money moves okay we're pulling for him we're pulling for chris and then the cnn new hampshire debate is on the 21st of january and then new hampshire gop primary is on the 23rd yeah is is beginning the end, the beginning of the end. Over the weekend, Donald Trump once again said he wants to be a dictator, but only on his first day in office. You know why I wanted to be a dictator? Because I want a wall, right? I want a wall. That's it, dude. I mean, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he say it? And I want to drill, drill, drill. He's like, come on, I want to do all the good things. That's why, let me be it. Some of Trump's Republican supporters have dismissed the comments as a joke. But Trump went on to promise to use the power of the presidency to go after his political opponents, including threatening prosecution, saying it is justified because he now faces multiple indictments. They've opened up a Pandora's box, and I only can say to Joe is be very careful what you wish for. As Trump allies outlined specific plans for retribution in a second Trump term, one Trump ally recently saying journalists will be targeted too, the Trump campaign has pushed back, saying no proposal should be considered official unless it comes directly from Trump or his campaign. As Trump builds his campaign around calls for retribution and revenge, 
former Republican congresswoman. I, dude, I do think that that is, I guess it's one angle that he could take. When you think about it, he no longer has the outsider layup, right? In the past, he could have just claimed that he's an outsider, right? Like in 2016, he was the guy who was uncorrupted by politics. And that was pretty good. He went up against Hillary Clinton, who was the most corrupt figurehead, right? Uh, of, of like American elitism and uh, institutional rot. Donald Trump, on the other hand, can't do that this time around because he was the president he was the president for four years and we all know what that looked like so much so that the american population decided oh yeah we don't want that we actually don't want that we want something else we'll leave we, we will vote for a carcass we will put a carcass a hollowed out shell of a man by the name of joe brandon in the interest of stability that's what they said now obviously there were some factors that for some reason everybody always acts like was not a big deal. This is my designated Hassan Hassanabi Piker analysis that I brought up at the, at that time and I've talked about it over and over again. And I've seen some people say that this was not that significant. This was not a big mover or a shaker, but I've talked about how Donald Trump got COVID right before the election. Something that we've memory hold for some weird reason. That was a major reminder for every single person that like COVID can kill you covid can actually ruin you and that you know donald trump is not taking the necessary precautions for the american public that swayed a lot of voters last second in my opinion it definitely gave a, a major layup to brandon that was a big hail mary why am i bringing that hail mary up because the election wasn't that far like brandon won in the margins so any amount of like massaging the numbers in either direction was going to contribute dramatically remember the other day you said everyone has a delusion this is yours see look i think that that played a big role in reassessing how big of a deal covid was at a time when people were not really thinking about covid that much or they were thinking about it they were living through it but it really just like made the media cycle hyper focus on it why are you calling him brandon is that funny yes it is so for me i think that that played a role and the only reason why i'm mentioning that is because in the absence of that hail mary who knows who knows how the election would have looked obviously it was still slated in uh in, in joe biden's favor but it could have been even closer than that i'm not saying that's the single most important thing that happened i'm simply stating that the election could have even been closer and and it, it's supposed to be a blowout right you have the stability candidate he's supposed to blow donald trump's back out now we've moved far beyond COVID at this point in the minds of the american consciousness we've moved beyond COVID. like for the average american COVID doesn't matter COVID is still around but People don't care about it, right? They don't think about it. The media doesn't even cover it at all. And even if they do, more and more of the normal crowd uh, has a negative reaction to that sort of coverage at all. People don't want to think about COVID. So now that you have no COVID equation and Trump is has the, the almost Joe Biden-style approach to the issue uh, of the economy, where he can just say, remember when you had real negative wages for like a year and a half? And he's not going to use those terms. But he'll just say, remember... Look at how bad things are. Look at how bad the economy is. He can just keep hammering that over and over again in the same way that Joe Biden could do that with Trump's COVID economy.